What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Lost in Lifting Talk. Today, we're going to break down the top five reasons that you won't reach your weight loss goal. That might sound a little bit pessimistic or negative, but these are all things. They're not strategies inside of your nutrition that you should be doing or following or anything like that. These are basically mindset things and strategies that you can put in place that don't necessarily have to do with the nutrition side of things, but more to do with the mindset. Whenever it comes to staying in a calorie deficit consistently or just losing weight, it comes down to your mindset. If your mindset isn't screwed on correctly, chances are you're not going to ultimately get to where you're trying to go. So all of these reasons that we're going to talk about are things that I have struggled with myself in the past and gained perspective on. They're things that I have had to work with my clients on over and over and help them gain perspective on and things, not even clients, just when I'm talking with people inside of the gym and different things where they're going through different struggles with their nutrition and they're trying to lose weight. They're just things that I've picked up on and really trying to incorporate into my coaching service to help people the best that I can, the clients that I work with, and just for you as a follower, as a podcast listener, these are things that I really think are going to bring some perspective that will help you. If you're a coach helping other people lose weight, I think it'll help you be able to implement these into your own practice. If you're just somebody out there that's trying to lose weight yourself, um, I think it will really help you be able to be more successful in your endeavors. If you're inside of your journey right now and you're struggling, I think that they'll really help you and hopefully give you some perspective on the journey that you're currently going through and make things a little bit easier as well. So without further ado, let's just hop into the top five reasons you won't reach your weight loss goal. Number one, you'll focus on a long-term goal rather than many short-term goals. So with this one, when you start, maybe you have a goal of losing 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds, whatever it is, that goal's a long ways away. And so to eventually get there, it's going to take reaching a lot of mini goals to ultimately get to that big goal. But what people do is solely focus on that big goal and gauge their rate of progress depending on how close they are to that. And if you're doing, if you're setting up your progress in that sort of manner, your journey in that sort of manner, that's going to feel like a long ways to go. But rather instead, what if you're giving yourself little weekly goals or let's say you have 50 pounds to lose. What if we break that down into five pounds at a time? Doesn't it seem a whole lot easier and easier to stay focused and more realistic to lose five pounds than it does 50 pounds? Obviously, where you're trying to get to that 50 pound marker, but to get there, you first got to lose the first five. So let's focus on that. Let's forget about the long term let's say six, nine month goal that's out. And let's focus on what we can do just in this next 20 to 30 days, how consistent we can be to get to where we're trying to get in the short term that will eventually get us to where we're trying to get in the long term. That's what will create success and keep you motivated and keep you pushing and keep you consistent and adherent to what you're doing because you're stacking these little goals on top of one another, which is eventually going to get you to where you're trying to go. But if you're just looking at this long-term goal without putting these short-term goals in place, that's going to feel like a super long and super unrealistic journey that is like almost has you treading still in water. You're not going anywhere. You're just paddling as hard as you can and ultimately feeling like you're moving inches when you have hundreds of yards to go. So take that into consideration. 
break it down. Break it down into five pound increments or however you want to do it. Break it down into two pound increments, three pound increments, whatever you want it to be, but just make them short term goals that you're trying to achieve on top of one another to ultimately get to where you're trying to go. But when you look at it as a 50 pound marker that you're trying to tackle all at once, it's going to be a lot more intimidating and it's going to feel a lot more unrealistic for you to actually get to where you're trying to go. Number two, you'll allow small mess ups to turn into big failures. This is honestly one of the biggest ones. So let's say you miss a workout or you have a bad day of eating. What happens with most people is they have this all or nothing mindset. That one day you'll tell yourself, well, I already messed up. I've already failed. So let's just say screw it and eat bad through the rest of the weekend or whatever it may be and then get back on track on Monday. But what you end up doing is compounding that small mess up that really isn't that big of a deal. If you're just to get back on track, start going again, you start to make progress really quickly and get right back on track and start creating further results than where you were. But what people do is they let that first mess up turn into an excuse to keep messing up because they're in an all or nothing mindset instead of always trying to give just your best reasonable effort that you can. It's either I've got to be 100% on the plan or I'm 100% off of the plan. That's what creates failure in the long run with anything. That's not even just with fitness. That goes with, let's let's say your job. Let's say you missed a day of work because you were sick. Are you going to miss the rest of the week as well? If you're feeling better, are you going to go back to work? Chances are you're going to go back to work because you need to make the money. You need to support your family or whatever it may be for your finances, whatever it is, you'll go back to work. What's any different with your fitness goal? Just because you had one bad day, you missed a workout, you didn't eat the way that you were supposed to, there's no reason to keep messing up and sabotage yourself. But that's what so many of us do when it comes to fitness for some reason. We think that we have to be perfect every single day. And my big thing I always talk about, persistence is greater than perfection. It doesn't take being perfect. It just takes consistently trying and consistently giving your best effort, being persistent at your goal of what you have. But if you let these times when you're not perfect compound on top of one another, you're ultimately going to get to a point where you just say, screw it. Oh, I've messed up. Whatever. I'll try again at some other point. And then chances are you'll, you'll go a couple months then you'll end up realizing that you're not where you, you want to be. You're frustrated. You're still in the same old body that you've had for quite some time that you're sick of. And then you'll try it again, but then you'll try to be perfect once again. But instead of just always giving your best effort, That doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. You're going to mess up. This whole process isn't set up for you to be perfect. Fat loss is hard. Staying consistent with your nutrition is hard. Getting your workouts in every week is hard. You're not always going to be able to do it perfectly. I don't do it perfectly. I eat like crap sometimes. I miss my workouts sometimes. But the reason that the people that are in shape and stay consistently in shape isn't because they're perfect. It's because they realize that they're going to be imperfect and not let that be their excuse to quit over the long haul. You just got to get back on track. If you have one bad day, don't let it turn into two bad days. If you have two bad days, don't let it turn into three bad days. If you have three bad days, don't let it turn into four bad days. Just always make the next correct choice to get you back on track and you'll be okay. You're going to mess up. It's a part of the process. But just know that those little mess ups don't have to turn into big mess ups. Number three, a lack of accountability. What most people do is they'll tell their significant other or their parent or their spouse that they're starting a weight loss journey or they have a goal of losing this weight. I'm starting on this diet. I need need you to help hold me accountable. 
But what happens when you use somebody that's super close to you like that as your accountability source is generally they love you unconditionally. They're not going to be hard on you or give you the perspective that you need when times get tough, you're unmotivated, you don't want to keep going. Usually they're there to comfort you and make you feel like you're okay. So using somebody like that as your accountability source generally doesn't work. Now, are there certain situations where it might Yes, potentially. I'm kind of that way with my wife because I'm a, a coach at heart. It's what I do. And so if I'm working with Clara or she's got something going on, I'm usually a little bit harder on her. Now, is that the best thing for our relationship? Absolutely not. All she's looking for is for me to be her husband and to comfort her. And so creating an outside source of accountability, whether that's through a coach or a trainer or whatever it may be, somebody that you know isn't just going to comfort you when it's hard and make you feel like everything's okay. You need somebody there that's going to push you, that's going to be able to give you a little bit of an outside perspective on what's happening and has experience so that they can help you understand where you're at and understand that you haven't failed. It's just a, the, the hardness and the lack of motivation and the struggles that you're going through are all part of the process to eventually get to where you're trying to go. And most people don't have that. When, you, when you're using a spouse or a loved one, like I said, they're there to help and comfort you. They're not there to give you the hard truths that you need to receive to gain the perspective and clarity that you need to continue on your path. Because you might start your journey because you're motivated, but that motivation is going to eventually leave. I'll start with clients and they're super motivated when we begin. And one of my first things to them is, is how are you going to react when you're not motivated anymore? Are you going to keep going? You got to take that excuse off of the table from the get-go. You're not always going to be motivated in what you're doing. When you go through a week and you're perfect with what you're doing, you did everything according to plan, but progress didn't happen for some unknown reason. You didn't lose any weight on the scale. When those types of things happen, are you going to say, screw it? Or are you going to keep going? Chances are if you have somebody there holding you accountable, they're going to be able to give you some perspective and encourage you to keep going which might be the missing link to be able for you to ultimately reach the goal that you're trying to reach. So super important, especially like even if it's not a coach, just somebody else with experience that you know that's been through the process that you can talk to, that, that can relate with you, that can keep you going, that can give you encouragement, that can give you the hard truths that you need. If this isn't like a a cell that you have to have a coach. You can do it with somebody that just has experience that you know, but you need somebody that's going to give you the hard truths and has been through the same situation and isn't there to just comfort you, but rather give you the advice and the accountability that you need through the process to keep you going because it's going to get hard at times and there, and you are going to want to quit. Those thoughts will linger in your head, but having somebody there that's holding you accountable outside of yourself or that's not a husband or a wife or a kid or a parent or whatever it is, is going to make you a lot more likely to stick out the process and keep going. Well, that's why it works for so many people. That's why coaching works is because it puts skin in the game for you. You've invested into this. You're serious about what you're doing. So, and you understand that it's going to be hard throughout, but if you're investing into it, chances are it's something that you're going to keep being persistent at because you've got skin in the game. So a coach helps or even just somebody else that's been through the same thing that you're going through, having somebody there that you can lean on, that helps too. But if you don't have any accountability source, true accountability, it's going to give you the hard truths that you need, going to give you the perspective that you need. It's going to be a lot harder to grind it out on your own because at some point your head's going to start playing tricks on you and eventually try to talk you into quitting. You've got to have some sort of outside source 
to help combat that. Number four kind of plays off of number three as well. And it is, you'll end up reasoning with the inner voice inside your head. We all have this voice inside our head. Well, I can't say we all. Most people that I have dealt with, and myself including, have an inner voice inside of our head that's negative. That's there telling us that what we're doing is pointless. We're never going to truly reach our goal. We don't have what it takes to actually get to where we're trying to go. And you might as well just quit on what you're doing. That voice is 100% bullshit. It's there because that's your comfortable voice. It wants you to stay comfortable. It doesn't want you to go through a hard process to eventually change to become a better person. It's comfortable where you are. So it's going to sit there and consistently tell you, just stop. Just stop. You're okay where you're at. Just stop. All this hard work isn't worth it. It's not going to pay off. You're not going to stay consistent. You're not going to get where you're trying to go. What makes you think you deserve that? Why should you be able to reach your goals? That might sound negative, but if you get true with yourself, you probably have those thoughts going on. We all do. Everybody has a little bit of self-doubt. But you've got to understand there's ways to combat that. The biggest way that I do it for myself and I help my clients with it that struggle with this too is journaling. In the morning when you wake up, you write out all those negative thoughts that creep into your head as you begin your day. All the anxieties you're having. All the negativity you're having. If you're feeling bad, write about what you're feeling bad about. Write about why you think you're going to fail. Write about what your head's telling you. Write about why you think it's bullshit. All these different things. If you'll get it out first thing in the morning, it's out and it's on paper and you have to look at it. When you write out all these negative things that are going through your head about why you can't reach your goal, why you're not going to reach your goal, you'll look at them. When they're on paper, it becomes real. They're no longer just thoughts in your head, but it's written word that you've taken from your head and put into the world. And so it's now real. I promise you, you'll be able to look at that and you'll see how bad you truly treat yourself inside of your own head and how untrue those things are and how ridiculous it is that those things take up the majority of your mind and your thoughts because it's all just bullshit. You have to first identify it, become self-aware that that's what's happening. But when it's just in your head, you're playing games with yourself and going back and forth. But if you'll write out all of that negativity that's going on, you can read it, put it in the world, and you're not going to feel good when you read it. You're gonna, it's going to feel, I had one client tell me, it's almost like this, it makes this stuff come true. And I had to tell her, it's not that this, it's coming true because you're writing it out. It's making you self-aware of what's going on inside of your brain and the way that you're treating yourself. It's not fair to yourself to keep that stuff in there because you're going to keep playing with it. You need to get it out and identify it and realize how much bullshit that it truly is. Those things aren't true. Your thoughts aren't reality. They're just your thoughts, especially your negative thoughts. It's just your mind trying to keep you comfortable because it doesn't want to have to grow. So you're going to have that negative voice in your head. It's going to tell you what you're doing isn't working. It's going to tell you to quit. You've got to learn how to write that stuff out, deal with it in some sort of way, whether it's talking with somebody, whether it's journaling. I like journaling most when you first begin because as you start to do that, you'll get more self-aware of it and you'll be more likely to be able to talk about it in a comfortable way. Usually it's hard to just start talking about all this negative stuff going on in your mind to somebody else. If, if, if you've never dealt with it yourself, you're not just going to put it out on somebody else. So I like to start with journaling. Just write out all that negativity that's going on in your head and so you can realize what it is and realize that it's just it's self-sabotaging and none of it's true. It's just you treating yourself like crap. Like the old saying goes, you wouldn't treat your best friend that way. 
So why would you treat yourself that way? But that's what we do. We all treat ourselves like such shit, but we wouldn't treat somebody in the outside world that same way. You've got to learn to love yourself first if you truly want to get to where you're trying to go. You're not going to love yourself once you get there, but you're going to have a better chance at getting there if you love yourself. I heard that on, on a podcast. Those aren't my words. I've heard those somewhere else. I can't remember where it was. If I think of it, I'll tell you, but... But just understand that. And then from there, once you start writing this kind of stuff out, you're getting the negativity out. Well, now you have room for positivity to come into your head. After you've been journaling like this for a week, two weeks, three weeks, whatever it is, now you're going to start realizing the things that you're thankful for. Life's going to get a little bit brighter. So you can start writing that kind of stuff out. You can start writing about the stuff that you're proud of yourself for doing, the stuff that you're excited about. And now you'll start compounding on the positivity. You'll get closer to your goals. You'll create better adherence. You'll believe in yourself and you'll truly get to where you're trying to get. But only if you deal with that inner voice, that inner negative voice first. If you don't deal with that, it's always going to be there. You've got to find a way to combat that. Start by journaling. Write out all the negativity that's going on in your head. With time, that should hopefully turn to positivity. You can start writing about what you're thankful for but not until you truly deal with that negativity first. So that's a big one. If you don't deal with it, you're probably not going to get where you're trying to go. And the last one, you'll track results rather than consistency. So when it comes to your journey, you are in control of the progress that you make each and every week. The only thing that you are in control of is the actions that you choose to put forward every single day. Let that sink in. You are not in control of your progress. You're in control of your actions. But the cool thing about that is, if you put forth the correct actions every single day, your progress has no choice but to follow. But if you put all of your validation on the journey that you're going through and all of your happiness and your self-worth, into seeing that scale go down every single day or every single week and you let your actions follow the scale, you're going to be in big trouble. Instead, you've got to force the scale to follow your actions. Think about that. That doesn't mean it's going to follow it exactly how you want it to or as fastly as you want it to. But if you always put forth the correct actions needed, that scale is going to have no choice but to eventually follow and get to where you want it to be. You've got to adjust your mindset. Don't follow the scale. Force the scale to follow you. And when you can do that and you start tracking your consistency and your actions every single day rather than just the progress that's happening, now you're in 100% control of actually reaching your goal in the long term because you're tracking what you're doing. You're not tracking the effects of what that's having necessarily. It's It's definitely a different mindset to take on, but You can't control how fast the weight comes off or when it comes off. There's a lot of variable that comes in with that. All that you can control is what you decide to do. If you get down in the dumps because it's not going as fast as you want it to and then you stop putting in the action needed to eventually get to where you're trying to go, you're never going to get there. So you've got to flip that around. You've got to decide, I'm just going to do the things every single day that I need to for the next two, three, four, five, six months and see where it gets me. I promise you, if you'll take that mindset and just put your head down and just do the things necessary, you'll end up so much farther 
than if you're just worried about how much weight you lost this week. And if you didn't, now you're unmotivated. Now you're not sure if it's worth it. If you'll just try to numb yourself a little bit more to the actual progress and try to put your happiness into the actions needed every single day rather than into the result that it produces. And when you do that, you'll get really successful and you'll make more progress than you ever imagined that you possibly could because now you're in control of the journey. The journey is no longer in control of you. That's a big one and that's a tough one to wrap your mind around because it takes a lot of self-awareness. It takes a lot of talking to yourself. It can take a lot of mentorship. It can take a lot of outside perspective. But if you'll continue to try and push in that sense, Instead of just worrying about what that scale's saying every single day and then basing your happiness and your actions off of it, you're guaranteed success. You just aren't guaranteed the timeline that it's necessarily going to happen on. But at the end of the day, what's the timeline? What does that even matter? As long as you get to where you're trying to go, isn't that what truly matters at the end of the day? Does it matter if you did that in two months, three months, four months, or five months? Or does it matter a year, two, three, or four years from now? Is that what truly matters if you're just there and you can enjoy it? I would say that's what truly matters, just getting there. And the only way to actually get there is to put forth the actions every single day. And the only way you're going to do that is by learning to enjoy the process instead of just relying on the result each and every week. So I hope that that helps. I hope that these five different reasons have hit home with some of you. A lot of people struggle with this, and this felt like a little bit more of a serious tone podcast because this is what it comes down to. I love to talk about the science and the strategies and the principles needed, but at the end of the day, when it comes to fat loss and reaching your goals with your body composition, it comes down to your mindset. It all starts there. I've got a thing. I've got it on some Lost Nifting shirts. It says, all it is is just two lines. The first line says, one dash mental, two dash physical. And that just means it's mental first and it's physical second. And when you'll understand that and work on your mindset first, the physical aspect of everything has no choice but to follow suit. So I hope this truly helps you guys. I appreciate y'all for listening. Have an amazing day. <laughs>